0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: It cannot be doubted that each of us can only see part of the picture. The doctor sees one, the patient another, the engineer a third, the economist a fourth, the pearl diver a fifth, the alcoholic a sixth, the cable guy a seventh, the sheep farmer an eighth, the Indian beggar a ninth, the pastor a tenth. Human knowledge is never contained in just one person. It grows from the relationships we create between each other and the world, and still, it's never complete. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, where we talk all things audiobooks on a weekly basis, and this is a podcast with lots and lots to discuss. Now, as you may or may not be aware, this is our last episode of 2021. And we have started off with a pretty heavy quote. This is from the book When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanethi. And Nizreen Abdelmajid is here. I'm here, Ramya Amuddin, the host of the show. And Nizreen, the reason why I picked this quote. I looked up, you know, I I, I did some searching, not going to lie to you. I looked up some quotes from literature, some standout quotes, some top quotes, and I wanted to pick something that would kind of drive home the theme of 2021. And this one kind of says it all, right? Because COVID-19... Mm-hmm. The elephant in every room, right? The reason why we do this, the reason why we don't do that, the reason why we're here, we're not there, that kind of thing. uh, All COVID-19. But this quote kind of hit COVID a different way for me, where at the end of the day, we're still learning. We're still proceeding. uh, We're living through something that not all of us can feel like we're getting anything out of. But as a whole... And as time passes, hindsight twenty twenty. Hopefully, um, we can get some answers. And the really, really the way that it works is that we all do it together. So that's why I picked this quote. Um, go back and listen to it again. It's "When Breath Becomes Air" by Paul Kalanithi. So Nazarene, like Christmas Day. 2021. This is where we're at right now. And it's not exactly what we'd picture as holiday time in the past. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And especially that it's been going on for two years. So it's uh, we all thought it would be over beforehand and it Mm -hmm. wasn't. So I'm just hoping everybody hangs on tight. We'll make the most of it out of this holiday. At the same time, staying safe is important. So how do you feel about all this? Yeah. And that's what
1: I mean. I try to encompass
2: what we're all feeling
1: about this. And it's that Mm -hmm. we want to be at a good place. We may not be at that place right now, but let's just keep working towards what that place could be coming up hopefully soon, sooner rather than later. Right. So like, again, When we think of the world of books and being able to go into books for whatever reason, um, this can be reflective of how we feel. The the world of books can be be reflective of how we're feeling throughout the year. So that's why it's kind of a year in um, reflection for us Right now on AMI Audiobook Review. But we're going to talk a lot more about this with Amir Khan, our guest for today, and uh, our uh, regular contributor on the show. But before we do that, let's hit some staples as we usually do at this time. Check out the uh, CELA homepage. That's CELAlibrary.ca, is where you can find what we're going to talk about. And we'll go through the featured titles at the very top The Madness of Crowds by Louise Penny, My Life Through Food by Stanley Tucci, and this it's Food Writing. The Heart Principle by Helen Hone and Temporary Romance for that last one. Um, Same things up on the SELA blog, not many updates there, so it didn't want to spend too, too much time there. But if you're thinking either uh, you haven't read too much of 2021's releases for audiobooks or that you want to know what exactly really did get the biggest hits of 2021 because there were some great, great listens, some um, super heavy hitting books and some not so heavy hitting books, but some of the real uh, thought provoking ones as well. But I'm not going to give you a list of books to check out right now. What I'm going to do is give you some resources that you can use to go and find these curations. So curations of the top reads and listens of 2021. So number one is The Best Audiobooks of 2021, and this is put out by the Washington Post. There were some um, personal recommendations from the author on that post. The Best Canadian Fiction of 2021, this was hit a few times in the last week on AMI-audio. CBC Books put out a poll for people to check out, and there were some awesome reads and listens on this list, including some that we featured over the last few months on Audiobook review. Vulture put out nine great audiobooks to listen to during your holiday travels. Now, I'm not insinuating that you go and travel for the holidays, but, you know, maybe the vibe is there. And the last one I have for you is Best of the Year 2021 from the Audible blog. Audible, of course, is putting out tons of content all the time. And at the end, they they love to do a little bit of a recap. So check out that one as well. Nizreen you have something that's been kind of trending and been on your mind for the last little week or so.
2: Yeah, as the last episode before our holidays, I thought I would bring up Barack Obama shared his favorite 2021 books. As each year concludes, the former president shares his entertainment recommendations from the previous 12 months, and he kicked off the tradition by revealing the books that left a lasting impression in 2021. His selects include... Powerful memoirs by women authors like Michelle Zauners, Crying in H-Mart, and Nadia Awusu's Aftershocks, in addition to fictional reads like Pulitzer Prize-winning novelist Anthony Doerr's Cloud Cuckoo Land, and well-researched nonfictions like Clint Smith's New York Times bestseller How the Word is Passed." While sharing his literary picks on Instagram, Obama wrote, quote, over the next few days i'll share my annual list of favorite books music and movies art always sustains and nourishes the soul but for me music and storytelling felt especially urgent during this pandemic year a way to connect even when we were cooped up he added since these are works i have actually listened to watched or read i'm sure i've missed some worthy stuff end quote so that's exciting everybody on twitter got excited about this apparently it's very known that he does this every year i did not know that make sure to go through those books but yeah
1: awesome well thanks for sharing that with us and yeah some of the um celebrity readers as well as people who have their own book clubs are probably doing a lot of the same right now so keep an ear out keep an eye out You're listening to AMI Audiobook Review on AMI-audio. I'm your host, Ramia Amuddin, here with Nizreen Abdel-Majid, and we are on Christmas Day talking a little bit about audiobooks and reflecting a lot on the year 2021 in books. And we're going to go straight into today's conversation with our lovely friend, Amir Khan. He's back to wrap up the year with us, and you have a lot to talk about, but um, going off the theme from our last segment, Amir, any notable book lists for you that you wanted to mention or that you potentially regularly check out around this time of year?
0: Hello, everyone. Yes, actually, um, National Public Radio in the States puts out a, a book list that they curate through not only their book reviewers, but their actual article uh, creators and content creators. So it's an interesting curated list, which they actually uh, categorize and filter and put little synopses there. So it's actually really interesting to check out because it's got little check boxes you can check off in terms of categories and then sort of populates all the books and their little synopses what the NPR folks have to say about it in terms of whether it's an author or it's a um, somebody that actually does professional book reviews.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's fun kind of going through a lot of the different lists because some of them are personal curations of uh, opinions and reviews that way. And then others are just straight up polls where you're getting public opinion and then others uh, very professional reviewing. So that's cool. Thanks for bringing NPR up. I really enjoyed going through the CBC list and um, uh, seeing some of the familiar titles that we've mentioned here on the show or have actually read for our own book clubs and thinking, oh, that's that's awesome. That was a really good read. So I want to start pretty broad with you. Twenty twenty one. What was it overall for you as a as a book year?
0: As a book year it was really fantastic. It was a really standout year for me personally. As you know, I started Amra's evening book club with the Canadian Council for the Blind uh, late last year. So most of the books and most of the sessions that we've that we've had for for the book club were in twenty twenty one and. Really pushed me to to take a look not just at what I would like, but what the book club would like, and uh, look at different genres and really try to mix things up throughout the year.
1: Now, did that include a lot of new books like twenty twenty one releases, or it was all over the place more?
0: All over the place. You know, we we did dip our toes into a bit of classics too, with Margaret Atwood's uh, *Handmaid's Tale* and, and these types yeah. of books, but a lot of them were contemporary and. Um, just try to really mix it up between the genres too. You know, we read sci-fi, we read a little bit of romance, we read rom-com, mystery, and there's still some that we haven't really touched, which I look forward to uh, checking out for next year.
1: And it's hard, at least for me, to to go back 12 months and think, okay, yeah, let's let's try to remember everything that we we read or listened to, um, because I'm thinking the last few months we've had a lot of heavier reads, or maybe if it's not even just the last few months, but it's that those are the ones that really stand out. But before we get deeper into that, what are some books that you're reading right now?
0: Okay, Well, I mean, it is the holidays, so I've had some time off from, from my day job. So it's, it's lent me a lot, quite a bit of time to check out a lot of different types of books. And um, a few folks from the book club have sent me some suggestions too. So the first one I'll talk about is uh, The Pilot's Daughter by Meredith Giger, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. And it's an interesting historical fiction book that's really well-researched um, about New York City in the 1920s. The book sort of jumps between 1920s and uh, the 1945, which is the last year of the Second World War. And it, it's a fairly interesting story about a young woman who's trying to figure out if her father's alive, but she also comes across a huge family secret with regards to her aunt being a dancer in New York City. And... It's, it's really interesting to see how the author actually researched the book as well, because it was actually written during the pandemic. So the, the afterward is is fairly interesting to see um, as well as reading the actual book.
1: No, this is not, is this one you particularly picked up for the holidays?
0: No, uh, actually, this is something that somebody just sent me and I'm like, okay, let me give this, give this a shot and see what's, what's going on with it. Um, there are difficult parts to the book and it's definitely not uh, for children. It's definitely an adult book, but um, mm. It's one of those books that's really well put together and touches a bunch of other themes. Another author I picked up, and I picked this up at the CNIB Unbound Book Club, uh, is uh, Alif Shafak, who's a Turkish author. Uh, I read two of her books. Um, the one I'll talk about today is uh, Three Daughters of Eve. Um, Alif Shafak is the most famous uh, author currently in Turkey. Um, and her books usually talk about the differences between Eastern and Western cultures and Turkish idiosyncrasies and, and female empowerment and, and all those sort of things rolled into one. And The Three Daughters of Eve is, is a great example of how an author can really push the envelope on a lot of topics which are typically touchy in, in Western culture, but rolls them out into a story that, that really is capturing the imagination.
1: Now, we read a really long book recently. Is this another long one?
0: She does not write short books. (laughs) And uh, we've talked about um, The Invisible Life of of Addie LaRue uh, in in the past. And it's a similar read in terms of the way the descriptions are done and and the word choices and uh, the writing quality is certainly spectacular. And it doesn't feel very long. This particular book, The the Three Daughters of Eve, uh, the second book I read was called The Architect's Apprentice. And that book seems to drag its feet a little bit towards the end, um, but it is one of these, you know, sort of huge books if, you know, if you've seen the movie Gladiator and, you know, it's that kind of epic kind of storytelling without obviously this, the central theme being Rome. Mm.
1: Yeah. And and by the time, like with the with books like this, the, by the time you're maybe three quarters in, and you're thinking, okay, it's slowing down a bit, you're still probably invested enough to finish the book anyway, so that's good. Um, the The next one you're reading is, or have finished, I think, is All Her Secrets.
0: Yeah, All Her Secrets. Uh, it actually has a really long title. All Her Secrets a psychological thriller with a twist, I believe is the entire title, by Sue Watson, um. This is th- this was an interesting read. It's not the best example of a whodunit, but uh, it's one of these books where you get perspectives from each character, and it sort of ties up at the end as to as to what happened. And throughout the book, you have clues, and you know it's it's a great guessing game if you're if you're analytical and, and you want to figure out who who did it and that kind of thing. The the basic premise is is pretty standard for for something like a whodunit. There's a forty-something-year-old wife who is childless, and you know she's looking um for some fun because all her friends have kids and you know she's um looking for something and it so happens that one of her neighbors who moves in is a semi-famous movie star who is of course single um and they hit it off and basically what ends up happening is that she ends up getting a stalker and the movie star is obviously not concerned with this uh but she is and the story sort of rolls from there. I hate giving too many details to people when they read, but that's enough to get the ball rolling on that one.
1: Totally, totally. Well, that's awesome. So these are some general recommendations from you, things that you're uh, wrapping up or have wrapped up recently. But uh, the theme of today being kind of reflective uh, as to the, the atmospheres we're living in right now and it being end of year, let's talk about the things that we've, Thought deeply about through book reading and listening in 2021. So, any of the books that you wanted to discuss here?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's some some serious books out there which which really make you think and really require some some help to get through. Uh, James Joyce's Ulysses comes to mind, or Thomas More's Utopia, and and these are the type of books that you usually see on people's bookshelves that are never read, or in you know the sort of that fake library look uh, in the background of, of whatever show or, or movie you're watching. Um, but there are books that really make you think which are very much readable and, and there are very much it was something worthwhile to read uh, they're not always for everyone you know read, reading books that, that make you think can put you in different places especially um, during these times in terms of a pandemic and being alone it may not be something you want to take on and they're at different levels but um, you know me I, I typically categorize things so um, for serious books and thinking books I, I usually categorize them in two different pieces one is uh, looking at them from a, you know, does it pull your heartstrings? Um, and does it you know, make you sort of reach for the tissue box? Um, the other category, I, I typically think of serious books is in, you know, is it does it provide a new perspective? Is it something that's going to make mm. me think about things in a different way?
1: That's a really great way to do it. I was going to say, probably all of them are going to make me uh, pull out the tissue box. But you're right, some of them, it, it's just really that Offering of a new perspective. So you want to go through the the first ones, per, uh, first ones first, <laughs> the, the heartstrings.
0: Sure, I'll go through the heart, the heartstrings and heartbreakers. I'll, I'll go in first. That, that way we can end on a, on a higher note there. But um, I shall not hate it. Okay. is an extremely powerful book. Um, it, it's written by Doctor Azaldeen uh, Aboulesh currently lives in toronto and also lectures in toronto which is um which is an interesting tie but um the book is is basically about how uh he lost his family in gaza he was a doctor in gaza in palestine and how that affected him and his outlook on on things and uh yeah if you you really need the whole case of tissue boxes for this one (laughs) um every chapter you'll be repeating the title you know how how does this person does not how, how can he not hate like everything, but um, mm. it's, it's very powerful to, to read. Um, if you're into serious books like that, that's, that's definitely um, a heavier read, but an, an excellent read. Um, another okay. tearjerker, jerker, which is typically taught in school or in some schools in high school, uh, it's a juvenile book is uh, called Where the Red Fern Grows. Again, if <laughs> if you like dogs and you can't handle the loss of a dog, this is not the book for you. No. Um, it is a very sort of traditional, classic sort of uh, book. It was written in the nineteen sixties, I believe, by Wilson Rawling, and it's written very much in that style of um, of a boy who uh, is is sort of discovering himself and you know has these dogs and, and decides to go hunting and, and figuring things out um, in his life.
1: And we'll pause there because we don't want to start crying on the show, right? Okay, <laughs> next.
0: need a minute to collect myself here. Um, <laughs> right. We'll move on to the next category, which is, which is new, new perspectives. Um, there's sort of books that straddle both, both categories too. Uh, in the book club, we've read books like Born a Crime and Stay With Me, which are, are more cultural pieces, but they actually make you think as well. Um, Born a Crime is, of course, Trevor Noah's book uh, about South Africa and growing up uh, during apartheid. Stay With Me is a a historical fiction book, but um, based on Nigeria and culture um, from from over there. But in terms of new perspectives and things, uh, you know, we mentioned Elif Shafak before. Um, She does a great job of looking at things from an Eastern and Western perspective. Uh, the book, The Three Daughters of Eve, actually specifically looks at concepts of God and religion, which is interesting to see mm. in, in today's times um, without getting too crazy in terms of one opinion or the other. The other one is actually one that you mentioned on the Siva homepage, the, the author Helen Hong. Her book, that's actually the third in a series. And I wasn't sure what to make of, of Helen Hong's book because uh, there's an auth- there's a comedian with the same name. I-, I thought it might be one of her books, but it's not. Um, And I learned a little bit about Helen Hong that she is on the autistic spectrum and all three of these books actually have to do with romance with people who are on the autistic spectrum. And and I read two of the books so far and I'm on the third and I started only three days ago. So I can (laughs) certainly give you a perspective as to to how good this author is. I I really enjoy these books. Um, Again, I'm going to put a warning up that these are not for children, um, these are adult romance books, but it, it's very interesting to see an author uh, with a unique perspective on, on how the mind works in terms of being a high-functioning autistic spectrum person. And I don't think too many of us would be surprised about how similar a lot of our own processes are to, to these processes and, and how those can relate. And, and Helen Hong does a fantastic job of, job of explaining that to, to the reader.
1: I love the disability perspective. I think that, you know, we talk disability so much on the network and yet every single day there's something new to to talk about and to be learned. So that's incredible. What else do you have for us?
0: Um, I had Kevin Birmingham's book. Um, Kevin Birmingham is an interesting one because, you know, there are books out there that are critical reviews or professional critical reviews of books. And usually they're not up for any awards. Or they're not really talked about uh, in in sort of contemporary circles or, or, you know, among friends or something like that, usually more for the actual literary crowd. But Kevin Birmingham has actually broken through that barrier. His sort of note to claim a note to fame is that he takes a look at the authors of famous books and tries to provide a perspective on why they were created and how they were created. So his first book was actually um i believe uh, i can't remember which award but it was an award winner because it was about james joyce's ulysses um, and how james joyce lived his life while making the book and there's there's very heavy scenes apparently in in there about um, james joyce having eye issues and in those times uh, eye surgery was done while the person was conscious so you know the things that you know put you on the edge of your teeth and, and things like that but it again lends itself more towards, you know, how or why, you know, that particular work is the way it is. Um, his most recent book is about uh, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment, which uh, if you're looking for a long read, Ramya, that's probably one of the mm. longest ones you can get, mm-hmm. um, aside from War and Peace. Um, but there's there's lots of experts uh, excerpts about um, Dostoevsky's life and, and how that uh, may happen. Um, I haven't given Kevin Birmingham a try, but you know, If you're like me and you've always been curious about taking on a rather large book or a complicated book, but don't want to do it alone and can't find a book club to do it, then this might be a good <laughs> alternative in terms of reading one of, one of these books, trying to figure out why and how these books work, and then actually giving the, uh, the book a try.
1: Can't find a book club to read it gives me uh, two contexts. A, the people in your book club don't want a book like this, or B, there's no book club doing it right now. Okay, Amir, we have like a minute left. Give us a quick recommendation to kick off the new year with um, so people can get started on something for the fresh start.
0: Absolutely. If you're looking for something light and fun and a rom-com style, then uh, this time next year is a fantastic read. We've done it for the book club. It starts off with New Year's and just rolls from there. If you're looking for a good laugh and uh, an almost movie type book, I'd really suggest that one.
1: Thank you so much. You're literally wrapping up the year with us right now um, on this episode of AMI Audiobook Review, and we'll check back with you in January 2022. Appreciate you being with us on the show, Amir.
0: It's my absolute pleasure. Always fantastic to be here.
1: We'll be back with AMI Audiobook Review on January 1st for the first episode of 2022. Until then, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and enjoy audiobook listening.
0: This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.
2: Hello, I'm Sean Preece. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed,
1: where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.